Hi ladies, welcome back to the She Plans Her Future podcast, the girl talk business podcast for the everyday woman wanted to enter the entrepreneurial space. With me, I'm Adair, founder of She Plans Her Future. We are a community of bosses that are growing together, uplifting one another and manifesting seven-figure businesses. So girl, why not join us part as a family? Because right here, we believe it's about time us women had it all. So stay tuned. Hi everyone, so welcome back to this episode of She Plans Her Future. I'm so, so excited as I have a guest joining me with you and I always wanted to have someone that was just in the know about career blogging and knowing how to maneuver in the corporate space because I know many of you have your own businesses but I also do realize that some of you actually do like your career and you want to know how to progress. So I've got Mary Agwesanwa. She is passionate about the future of financial services and supporting millennials to achieve their full potential. Mary is a strategy and operations management consultant currently leading her firm's FinTech Accelerator program. She also co-leads her firm's multicultural business network work a large employee resource group with a thousand members and outside of work she blogs on her medium blog a millennials diary about careers and personal development for millennials um, and a co-runs a female millennial self-development and entrepreneurial community called now you're talking she was selected as mckinney's next generation women leader 2020 and is number one on em power and yahoo's finance Futures Leaders List 2020. So I'm excited to have Mary with us. So hello, Mary. Hey, Ayumade. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm just so, so grateful that you come on this podcast just to share some gems and some knowledge with our listeners. Yay, so excited for him. Perfect. So I wanted to get this started because when I first met you at your event that you were hosting at your work, I think it was... um, I think, oh God, I think maybe about two years now. The time has just flown by and I really loved how you built the community around people in your work and also had external people come along because I work in media and because you work in finance, my friends that work in finance actually sent me the event. I thought, oh God, this would be a great way to network and meet people outside my industry. So I was very, very thankful that I got to meet you Mm. and just actually continue our relationship, whether it be socially as now we're in like socially distancing because of this pandemic. The fact that we kept in touch is all so great as well so I really wanted to let people know more about you so can you share some facts and some stuff about you that people don't know sure thing and yeah just want to say thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast you're doing amazing things and I think I love having discussions like this um sharing journeys and um sharing tips and uh, tools and resources and having these kind of discussions that usually happen behind closed doors um, where other people can learn and listen as well. So thank you for creating this platform. Um, In terms of my journey um, and the work that I'm doing, so as you mentioned uh, with that beautiful intro, I'm working in consulting, um, supporting um, banks and fintechs with kind of expansion and operations. Um, And I'm really passionate about the future of the financial services industry, how financial services are becoming a lot more transparent and easier to understand and what this means for um, democratization of wealth. Um, And I'm also really passionate about um, having conversations and supporting uh, female millennials and Gen Z in navigating the corporate world and their career and having those discussions like these um, that are really powerful. And um, there might be some stigma around talking around things such as promotions or salary negotiation. I really love talking about those things because I think not everyone has family members or 
um, even friends sometimes that they can talk to about these kind of topics. So I really love doing that. Yeah, it's also very interesting because even when I speak to my parents, everything was very hush-hush about your career. You never really spoke to um, yes. many people about it and you could never really find gems or even information to better yourself. Everyone kept it to themselves, but I'm seeing more now people willing to share information, which I think is so helpful. Um, the first question I really want to ask you is um, maybe like, where did your, how did your career begin? Like, how did you get into the financial industry? Sure. I think I would say my career began with just trial and error. So I studied economics at the University of Birmingham. Okay. I've always been interested in money and how, um, yeah, how you make money, how the economy works and um, how institutions make money and things like that. Um, and so I was always gravitated to economics. Um, starting at university, I thought the course was quite theoretical. So I was one of those people that could not wait to graduate and just finally get some real job experience. Um, and I, yeah, I was really just trying, trialing different things out. So I initially thought I really wanted to do investment banking um, and then did some work experience in that. And I was like, I'm not cut out for this. Don't find it that interesting. And tried out a whole load of different things across financial services until I came across consulting and I just did my first kind of spring week internship. And I really, really loved it. I loved the client facing aspect. I loved helping clients solve particular problems. Um, and that, that was really it. And luckily I've stayed at um, my company since, been able to get involved in a wide range of projects. Um, and it really like aligned to my personality. I'm naturally quite inquisitive, like to explore, like to ask good questions work with people to solve challenges and they get to do that every day so I love it. I think it's great when you meet people that love to have conversation and open conversation about different topics and I think for me as well I couldn't wait to leave university and actually start the world of work where if some people miss the university days I really don't because I really enjoy like networking and meeting new people and actually working in my industry yeah. just finding more about myself and I find that from actually working I've, I've completely changed like when I started working in media, I never thought I'd end up doing media and I started business and I felt like, what am I really going to do? Because business mm -hmm. is so broad, but because all the trial and error, I think it's helped me to say, do you know what? I really like this industry and I'm here to stay in it as well. Yeah, I completely agree. And um, I understand that not everyone is sometimes fortunate to try different things out, but I generally say like, if you can, as early as you can in university, trying to get experience can be so valuable because as we both, in testament to you might think you want to do one thing but you never know um there's only so much you can learn from reading a company's website so the more and the earlier you can get experience the better really absolutely um absolutely. so what has your been like what's your experience working in the corporate space like probably from graduating i took a gap year so i had a year just to myself just figuring out what i wanted and then i started work but what was your first experience like working it's a great question. For me, um, I would say my experience has really been uh, really varied. I think that's the nature of consulting. Um, I know everyone says like no day is truly the same, but I feel like in consulting that is definitely true. Um, it's quite project raised. You're working in new teams and with new clients on a pretty regular basis. But also I think um, one thing I've learned from working in the corporate space is um, especially in the UK, unfortunately, there aren't usually many black people, many black women, especially if I'm thinking about more senior levels. So I think pretty early on, I knew that I was going to stand out. Um, and I just 
learned to channel that energy to stand out in a positive way to work on my kind of inner confidence believe in myself and my ability and let everything else kind of just map out as it goes um so that would probably be my tip and something i've learned over the years that actually um yeah just be willing to learn have a growth mindset remember that you can everything is figure outable everything is googleable um but believe in yourself and your ability and your ability to learn and also um just observe absorbing all the resources that you can so um whether it's training opportunities networking as you mentioned or getting to know your colleagues or anything um i just think kind of i always visualize myself as like a sponge and i just want to go where there's knowledge and resources and soak it all up and i think that can be um really powerful as well so in summary i think i knew that i was going to stand out um but i wanted to make sure i was standing up for the right reason um and yeah just working on my inner confidence and leaving my own source basically yeah of course and i really do agree with that because i remember like my first day working and stepping into the work building think wow like there's a lot of people here especially if you actually join a big company you can kind of think how am i going to be noticed more in such a big company what am i going to have to do that i stand out in a positive light that people actually recognize me for the work that i'm doing so i think it's just a culture shock of just getting to learn the new system whereas when you went to university you knew the new system and now you're in a different stage of your life and learning how everything works and how it's run and there's so much ways to do stuff it's like a once you get your head around it it's okay but in the beginning if it, for some people it can be quite overwhelming because it's just so different but i think once you just learn to take things in like each day as they come and don't think you have to learn anything i think that was the best advice i got from someone as well yeah i completely agree and i think that um yeah it's the kind of like learning as you go and the key difference i find is that in university it really is kind of just mostly on you like if you work really hard if you attend lectures um if you go to the seminars if you put in the work you know you're probably going to get a good outcome exactly. but i think the workplace isn't necessarily like that um your success is so much more interdependent on others so being aware of that and recognizing that things such as relationships and networking is just as important if not more important than what you know whereas um yeah so your success is interdependent on others i think that is an important things to be aware of as well. Yeah, perfect. And I know like you brought out networking and building relationships. It brings me up to my next question about getting the best advice um for building your profile in your company and what do you think that the best advice is for people to actually do that when starting in a different role or starting a first um corporate job? I think that when it comes to building your profile in your company and your organization I do think you have to be quite intentional about it um be intentional about building relationships um observing being self-aware about your strengths your weaknesses but also those of those around you and how you can add to the skills that they provide as well um the best way I can frame this is um a concept that I came across probably like 2 years ago now that really helped me understand how I want to navigate the workplace and that is the pi methodology by Harvey Coleman um where the p stands for performance i stands for image and e stands for exposure really oh, what coleman says yes yeah, so so good and what he says is that um you should think of your career success as a pi and um actually he says performance accounts for 10% of your career success so in most organizations they hire you believing that you will be able to do your role so 
performance, high performance is usually a given, like fair enough. Um, and that should be the foundation of your career success. So really you're hired to do what you've been asked to do. Um, and if you achieve that, then that will uh, result in career success. Image is 30%. So how do people perceive you? What are you known for? Um, what keywords comes to people's mind when they think of your name? And then 60% is attributed to exposure, which is all about personal branding and putting yourself out there, uh, going out um, to get opportunities, um, sharing what you know on social media. And that's where I think a lot of people get it wrong. They're focusing so much on the performance, maybe the image a little bit, but not doing any exposure, not shouting um, about what they have done, what they've achieved and what they want to do. Um, it can be very just like, I just want to do my job and not get caught out. Yeah. Um, whereas I think yeah. when I came across this methodology, it just blew my mind because actually we could all do with shouting about our successes that bit more. Yes, I really do believe in that because when I first started my role, um, we had like Salesforce, I think many organizations use that and there was a chatter function and they said that the biggest thing that you can do, the best thing you can do in this company is promote yourself or tell people what you're working on, what you've actually closed and what you've won because it's all about um, promoting yourself and let people know that, okay, I worked on this deal and I brought in this money or I achieved this certain thing. And I think, uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know if it's British culture, but we're not very like... We don't like to express like what we've done. We're very kind of like closed-minded. Whereas I know that when I listen to American people, they're very open about what they've done and they want to be celebrated. And I think that's something that's what makes them great, I think, at promoting themselves. I really agree. I think there's something about um, American schools and that they really instill that kind of self-promotion isn't bragging, um, is really powerful. Um, and that people kind of walk into that and know that by promoting what their achievements, it is not only helpful for them in their career, but also inspires others as well. Yeah, but to be honest, the question I was going to ask after is like, how do you promote yourself at work? But you've literally just given us a methodology that I think many of us should really look up. It's PIE, you said P-I-E, and I think that's going to be yes. really useful for especially people that want to change their industry or they're looking to start and they want to know how to operate in. So I'm definitely, even me that I've been working for like five plus years, I'm going to have a look at that methodology because I think we all need some type of advice and actually how we network around our company. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think um, I would just add to what I said that um, social media, I really see it as like the great democratizer in terms of promotion before you had to be have access to certain rooms you need to know certain people but now everyone has the same number of words available on their LinkedIn page um, it's no longer about who can get into certain rooms to give their business card it's quite democratized so make sure that you're using social media to your benefit to promote yourself and I'm currently writing a book on personal branding so it's a topic oh. I'm really passionate about but I think um more people can be doing that and seeing it as actually I need to have an identity beyond my organization. We're going through a pandemic where unfortunately um, companies are going to have to let people go. So um, how can you start to build a reputation, a brand for yourself beyond just I work at X company? Yeah, I 100% agree. I think it's about the external um, contacts you have as well, because even though 
let's say even if you're trying to move away from your industry, I think what's going to get you further is how much you brand yourself in different parts of different industries. And that way you can actually build your network. I think a lot of people focus on the network that they build in their own company and they're not thinking externally in case they want to move into a different market or there's a role available in another industry and they want to make their skills transferable. And I think by networking and meeting new people outside of their industry and outside of work, it makes the best difference. Agreed. And I think I would add to that, that at all levels as well, sometimes we can get so caught up just thinking, oh, I need to meet that CEO. I need to meet that head of department. But actually just focus on your peers as well. Like your peers are the next CEOs, the next heads of department. So invest in those relationships as well. Um, In one of my blogs, I write about kind of five mentoring relationships that everyone needs. And you do need kind of someone who's, um, you need that peer mentorship, I think is so invaluable. Like people who you will level up together so that five years, 10 years from now, you're all at that stage. Um, It's just as important as kind of strategically trying to build like a mentor or a sponsor as well. Yeah, exactly. I think I really agree with that. And you did mention your blog and I actually wanted to ask you, what made you actually want to start your blog? Sure. Um, So for me, it really came from a kind of pain point when I started in the corporate world and I was just thinking about how to get working world ready. um, I remember Googling um, experiences of black British women in the corporate world and I couldn't find anything like all the blogs I could find were American people. um, And I just was like, oh, my God, like, I'm so nervous. Like, I don't know how I'm going to survive in this space. And um, my parents are engineers my sisters in like the pharmaceutical industry so I was just like oh my god I don't know what I'm gonna do so I was like okay if I commit that if I'm gonna get this job then I'm gonna just start sharing my learnings so that the next um, Mary five years from now won't have to do that same search and not find anything um so really that's why I created it um and yeah I just share about my experiences navigating consulting the corporate world um, things that I do to help myself with upskilling, talking about kind of um, resources that are useful, books I'm reading, um, having that kind of growth mindset. And I really love it. Like I found it to be really cathartic and just nice to <laughs> kind of share my thoughts. I've always loved writing. Um, so it's just been a great way to kind of detox and reflect um, and consulting such a fast paced industry before you know it, you're on a new project. So I've always used my blog as an angle to kind of document and share more. Yeah, and I, and I think this is why diversity is so important, because I think what people don't realise is that you want to see people that look like you progressing in roles that you want to do. And if you don't see, see that and you're not exposed to that, it's kind of like people aren't willing to go into an industry with the unknown, not knowing that anyone looks like them. And it's more intimidating. But the fact that you're starting your career blogs and you're sharing what you found whilst at work and how you're navigating in that space, it gives more people at probably at a wider scope, more intel into the kind of work that you do. So they're more comfortable that, you know what, let me just read this careers blog. She's giving me advice on how to navigate in certain situations. And I think it would be mm. good if more people actually started doing that across industry, because I think it's mm. part of information that it gives people, especially graduates, if it's your first time actually working in a nine to five role, it's kind of like if I have a blog and it's explaining to me how I've actually navigated it in this space. It makes the journey of me going to work a lot easier, something that I can read over the summer before I start work and just get my mind and my mental right and make it seem like, you know what, I can go through it alone. There's someone else actually explaining how she dealt with that particular situation. And I think maybe it's a thing that more people should do. 
I think so. And I think just the skill of like learning to write hopefully well and just like reflect, yeah. I think is so powerful. Um, yeah, I really wish I had it before I started, um, but I'm seeing more and more people get into this space either through written form or audio or even YouTube. And I just think it's so powerful. Yeah. And um, I think the final question, really what I want to ask you is um, navigating in your industry. And I know you work in the financial industry and also in fintech. So what has been, what's it been like navigating through it? And what are the best tips that you can give maybe a grad or maybe someone that wants to join the finance industry? What would your suggestions be? Fabulous closing question. I think um, something that we've banged on throughout this um, episode is definitely networking. Um, I know we spoke uh, prior to the call about the new app Clubhouse, um, especially in this virtual working environment, networking isn't dead. If anything, it's probably a bit easier. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. So just remember, like I always remember that um, quote that people say, your network is your network. Um, build a circle that uplifts you, that empowers you, that you can learn from. And there's that Jim one quote that you are the average of the five people closest to you. And I've always really believed in that. So how do you cultivate um, a community that is really uplifting and ambitious if that's what you want to achieve? Um, So, yeah, I would definitely say networking is a really important tip for navigating pretty much any industry, but definitely financial services. There's so many unwritten rules. And, um, yeah, I've seen networks do amazing things to people in terms of job opportunities and even understanding the industry further um, and even the workplace. So um, knowing the right people and being um, intentional about who you're networking with. Um, and in terms of some practical tips, um, you don't need to set up half an hour with someone every day, but just like checking in on people, sending them articles and reports that you found interesting that you know they'll be interested in. Um yeah, sh- sharing articles, um, engaging on social media and updating what you're working on. As you mentioned, sharing if you've won a recent project with a client, um, being very kind of vocal in a positive way um, is very powerful. Um, and I think the second tip I would say is um, it's good to be clear about your intentions and your career goals. I think I probably learned this more recently, but being vocal and being okay to say actually where I want to be is I want to be a fintech CEO or fintech COO and telling people that I feel like not only does it help in terms of manifesting your success but most people want to converge and help you achieve that goal so they'll say actually I know this person who's in that space or actually I know that um so by keeping your goals hidden I personally don't think it's helping you in any way behind the scenes yeah I think it's so much better to people always um, think about the evil eye thing and I always say I was in a seminar over the weekend last week and she said the reason why people don't achieve their goals because it gives them permission to give up because no one knows or you don't get to network with people that might be able to help you in that certain situation as well yeah it's so I just think we just like even this book that I'm writing I've been telling so many people because I want them to keep me accountable because I want them to say um by the end of Q1 where is it like I really want that to happen yes please please all the listeners please keep me accountable check my social media it should be out hopefully soon um so I think it's really good to do that and just um yeah I think that is the real power like um telling other people because they want to support you um most times if you tell people your goals they'll say oh I know someone who's trying to do x or that and if they don't say that then 
um, maybe they're not the right person for you to be sharing those kind of goals with so it comes back to the networking intentionally point of view yeah and I think the last tip I would give is just um keeping a record of your achievements gratitude is so important um it's amazing that yeah we're surviving in a pandemic we still have jobs but also just remembering like how many things you're still achieving you're still showing up every day you're still excelling producing reports or whatever it is um i found keeping an achievements list of achievements however big or small has been so so helpful for my uh, gratitude and also just when it comes to year end and promotion as well so that I can say, actually, over the course of this year, I've achieved a hundred different things, and this is what they are. Because if anyone's like me, my memory is awful, so I don't want to rely on my memory. Yes, um, I think you covered such great topics like networking. Um, I think one of the best things I ever did was when I joined my big company is actually go up and introduce myself to certain people and I think a lot of people don't want to seem that type of person like oh god like here she is a beg but honestly the connections I feel even with people that have left my company I can still message them on LinkedIn and they can ask me how I'm doing if I need any advice they're willing to actually put me in contact with people because think about it these people have been working in this space for a long time they might know some of their friends and other in the industry that you're in in other companies Companies and that might be heads of department and they're looking for people to join their team and if you have a good rapport mm. with them they're always I would say referral is always better than a job application because when someone refers you that means that they trust you and they know that you're going to deliver so I always say meet people and always network with people that you don't know as well especially I think it's so so important I completely agree um yeah I really <laughs> No one enjoys that job application process. So, <laughs> so even when you, for that, from the applicant's perspective, it's better as well because whoever's putting you forward, you know that they'll put you forward for something that you enjoy or yes. at least they can vouch for the other person as well. So yeah, honestly, let's all aim for that, please. Perfect. So I'm so grateful that Mary could join us on this episode of Getting to the Money with She Plans Her Future. I think it's about time that we actually start navigating in our industries and knowing exactly what you want. And that's why I decided to actually have her as my guest, because when I met her a couple of years ago, I said, yes, I, I really believe. And when you said surround yourself with good people, iron sharpens iron. And I am better because of the type of women that I surround myself with. And when I met Mary, I can just instantly tell when I'm going to have a good connection with someone. I know that when I meet them, I'm going to have good, authentic conversation. And that's what I've had actually. And Mary's not even in my industry, but I went out of my way to go to a finance industry and actually network and connect. And that's how I met her. So I think it's important in how you build connections. Completely agree. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I just want to um, tell people that where can they find you? Drop your socials and everything. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm at Millennial Mary A um, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I have my personal website, which is maryabasema.com, where I have my like free resources, online courses, um, and just yeah, um, some of my uh, achievements to date and everything. Um, but otherwise, I'm on LinkedIn um, as well. And Clubhouse. <laughs> yes, we are on Clubhouse. <laughs> um, yes, and please, guys, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at She Plans Her Future and our Twitter at Plans Her Future. We also have a website, it's sheplansherfuture.com, and you can actually sign up to our mailing list because we do have a free cash flow forecast. So if you're starting a business or you're self employed and you need a way to manage your money, you can actually sign up to our mailing list and that can be mailed out free for you. But I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode with Mary and I. 
and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it and I, I will look Can't forward to seeing you on our next episode thank you guys so much bye <laughs>